Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree, the show where we dish out tips and advice for all you metaphysical business owners and service providers. Now, if you're wondering what is a metaphysical business owner or mystical business owner or soul-based business owner or heart-centered business owner, whatever you want to call it, what is it exactly? Uh, well, if you are working in a spiritual-based business such as tarot card reading, astrology, Reiki, uh, intuitive counseling, if you're a medium, you know, any kind of work that is uh, in the realm of spiritual or mystical arts or sacred arts is what you recall it. If that's you, you know, we're talking about you. And I'm Teresa. And I'm Bree. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us tonight. So we have both been self-employed mystics running our own businesses for decades upon decades. And yet still we look so young. <laughs> we know what goes into running a successful business. We know how much heart, grit, and hustle it takes, and it really does, to get your business afloat and keep things rocking along smoothly. And so we do this show together once a month because we really love sharing the business strategies that we've learned and implemented over the years, right? Not just like in theory, but we've practiced them so we can tell you what works and what doesn't. And we love seeing our fellow mystics thrive and succeed. Right on. And, you know, that's that's really important that you made that one little point there. It's not enough to learn these things. You have to implement them. And I think one of the things that we've been trying to do with this show, which has now been going on for four years, is we've been trying to give information to our, you know, fellow spiritual and mystical peeps so that hopefully they are implementing some of this advice and seeing some results. You know, and in each episode of Talking Shop, we're tackling a lot of different subjects, topics that are all about business, Uh, you know, and it's so important because a lot of times what happens for people, at least in the tarot industry, I feel, is we really like to focus on the tarot aspect of our business and not the business aspect of our business. You know, so this show is really to help give you guys that information so that you're grounded one foot in your spiritual world, but also one foot in the practical business world. And so today's topic, uh-huh. I think, is a yeah, I think it's a really important one. We're gonna our our show is called the Best Laid Plans, and what we are talking about tonight is goal setting, planning, and setting your business and your year up for success. So I think this is going to be a hot topic. I think it's timely since it's the end of the year. And let's get this party started. Are you ready, Bree? Let's do it. I am so ready. I am so ready. So I think we should start um, by talking about how we set up our plans for the year. So why don't you take us through, Teresa, your I'm I'm kind of laughing as I ask this question because Teresa and I start planning like in <laughs> August. <laughs> like, yeah. July. July, August um, for the next year. And it kind of, it's a continual process, right? Like right yeah. up until the beginning of the next year. So, but take us through the process, Teresa. What do you do? Well, uh, October's my big month for getting everything organized. But this year I did start earlier than normal. Uh, I mean, crazy early because you and I were hanging out in Portland together for the World mm-hmm. Domination Summit. So we already began setting you know, this this shows people how crazy you are. We started setting out our schedule for Talking Shop for next year, and we have it already booked up. We have our guests lined up. You know, so we start everything with as much advance notice as possible. And I think that's really important. Uh, you know, when you're setting up your year, I don't like going month by month. I like mm-hmm. having an overview mm-hmm. of where I am going to go for the year. So here's what I do. And my way of setting things up is is partly spiritual and mystical and partly practical. So I like to take some time to, you know, really think about what are the things I want to do next year. I'm not just talking about my regular business. I'm starting to think about projects or ideas or things I want to bring forward for my clients. So I start getting those ideas mapped out or in my mind or written in my idea journal way before October even rolls around. So when you say we are planning early, you're not kidding. You know, I start Mm -hmm. doing that. Uh, I keep my idea journal, but also I do Yoga Nidra, and Yoga Nidra is a tantric meditation. It's very good for deep relaxation. It's good for doing deep, transformative work. 
but it's also good for idea generating and creative thinking. So I like to whip in some of those, and then any ideas that percolate, they're all written down. So by the time I come to October, I have ideas about what I want to bring into the next year. But I Mm -hmm. take some time then to look at my business and review it. So October is also a time of not just setting on a plan, but it's also my time to review. How did my year go? Did I reach my financial Mm -hmm. goals? What were the things in my business that I really loved? What were the things I didn't like? What needs to change? Do I need to raise my rates? You know, I do an overview from top to bottom. I also do a financial audit where I look at where I'm spending and leaking money so I can tighten things up, or I also look at where I need to spend more. So October Mm -hmm. isn't just about, again, laying out the plan. It is about idea generating and also really deeply looking back at what has happened, what's worked, what's not working, and what's going on with my money. Now, from there, the next thing I do is I figure out my number. And my number is really important. I'm really into numbers. In fact, I have to laugh. This is going to sound ridiculous, but you'll get it. Because I'm such a number (laughs) fanatic and I love math, which is one of my secret nerdy things. Today, after I did all my work, I did book work. I balanced my checkbook as a way to relax. (laughs) So cute. I I love you. Of course. Of course. I start thinking about what is my number. How much money do I want to make next year? And that's really important. And I know a lot of, especially tarot people, they don't like to talk money. You start talking money, it's like, oh, my God, it's like I said something dirty. But for me, I need to know. I want to know how much money do I need to make and how much money do I want to make. And there's my little sweet spot somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And so then Mm -hmm. I'm clear on my number, and I can start then figuring out, Well, what do I need to do in order to make that number? So then I've got all that worked out. And by the way, I'm journaling all this stuff. How much do I need to make? What new projects? What should I charge? So I get all of that stuff written out in my journal. From there, now it's time to do my planning. And my planning, I get a wall calendar. And it's one of those ones you can write on. And if you guys want to see an example of it, you can go to a blog post I wrote called How I Use Tarot and Astrology for Planning or for Biz Planning. Well, anyhow, I lay this thing out, and then I use washi tape, which, by the way, I got that idea from Esme Wang. And I thought, that is the most damn idea. I know, hey? So Esme Wang Uh is into washi tape, so she got me into washi tape. I don't know if she knows that or not, but she did. So I used the washi (laughs) tape on my calendar to mark out all the Mercury retrogrades, and all the Mars retrogrades, because those things can impact your business in a negative way. Once I have that marked out on the calendar, the next thing I do is I really think about, I I go through my ephemeris, my astrology book, for those who are not in the know, and I pick out the auspicious dates, the dates that are going to be best for me to launch things, to start things, et cetera, et cetera. And I mark all those out on my calendar with a little code that I use. I also mark in new moons, because I find new moons, even if they're not totally auspicious for me. They're still good for starting things. So I mark Mm -hmm. all of those out in my calendar. So now my wall chart is completely laid out astrologically. The next thing I do is I right away mark off all the times I'm going to be out of town. You know, I go to the reader studio every year. It's run by the tarot school. It's a great tarot conference. Every professional tarot reader should be going to it every year. That's just my opinion. But anyhow, I mark that off. and I I agree. Yep, I also mark off the World Domination Summit because I've been going now for um, three years. This will be year four, and that's run by Chris and Jolie Gillibo, and it is a fabulous event. It's great for entrepreneurs. Those are my two big business things that I do every year, so they get marked off. And then now I have that all mapped out, so I can plan everything around that. I can plan out now for my idea journal, which things I am going to bring forward and when and when is going to be the best time for that thing. So that is how my year is mapped out. Now, I know it sounds kind of complicated, but it's actually more simple than it sounds. What about you, Bree? I want to know how you set up your plans. What's your mojo? Well, there are definitely, I love, I love everything that you do, and that is a great blog post. We should, let's link to that um, in the Facebook uh, event page so that people have access to that because I know the one you're talking about and I love it. Um, 
So I I do something very similar, actually. Um, so the first thing that I do is I kind of – I do an overview. And, we again, we started in August. Um, August is a natural time for me to start because it's when school starts for my son. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm – I've got the I get the school calendar in August. So the very first thing that I do is I look at how the year has been so far and I make a note if there were any um you know breaks or opportunities that I feel like we kind of missed because you know we have a 5-year-old and so we're still getting into the swing of the academic schedule. So right. for instance this year his summer program ended at the end of July, and we had a three-week period in August. That was also when Spinning Gold was rolling out. So I was really, really busy and, you know, kind of missed the opportunity to really be hanging with him exclusively for three weeks. So I made a note to myself, actually, in my planner for 2016, you know, the first three weeks of August are blocked off for family time. So, like, that's a time when we'll take a vacation. It's a time when I'll get together with my girlfriend. So very much like you, like, I kind of go through, and I'm just looking at, like, life, like the flow of life. So I mark off, like, this is when spring break is. This is when, you know, these are, like, the long weekends that we have. Um, You know, because that's just when you work from home and you have kids, those dates are, like, really important to know, especially if you don't have a nanny, um, and we do not. We chose not to. Um, you know, those are really helpful to know, um, especially, like, if you want to do, like, little out-of-town trips or go on a vacation or anything like that. So that's the first thing that I do. Then I map out all of the obligations that I know I have, so, like, Reader Studio, exactly, um, you know, any, like, board meetings that I have that are going to require me to travel, any, uh, you know, classes or workshops that I'm doing that are going to require me to travel, and then any time that I know our family is just going to be traveling. So I know I've got, you know, I've got the school calendar dates, and then I've got my travel dates. And so that's so that's populating my calendar. And this year, I'm using a Filofax. I'm using the A5 Filofax, and I am in love with it. And Samoylov, who we have had on the show, actually turned me on to the Filofax system, and I'm I am a fan. I am a big fan. So, and I get you can actually get um, a a vertical full year calendar that's on you know one page front and back mm-hmm. that you that unfolds and that will that that will fold into like the A5 size and and go into your Filofax very nice and neat. So that's what I use to map all of these big things out so that I can just look at it at a glance and see, okay, this is when spring break is. Okay, this is this big chunk of time in the summer. Got it. Then, very much like you, I turn to astrology, Mm -hmm. right? So I um, always do an astrology. I do an astro RX for the entire year. And this year when we did it, we, we posted it as a blog post. And Cassandra... My assistant also um, created links so that it will automatically, um, you know, populate your iCalendar or your Google mm-hmm. Calendar. So you'll find out, you know, when the new moons are, when the full moons are. And I always ask a question for every single astro event that I mark. I have a question that you can contemplate, you can journal on it, you can think about it. So I always you know, do that for everybody, but I also have done it for myself, right? So it's there, so I have the dates, and those all go into my calendar as well. Um, I use, I'm an analog girl when it comes to schedules and calendars. Like, I don't use, I don't do the computer for that. Nope, neither um, do I. One place it's got to be written down. Right, where we're, it's got to be written down. We're the same that way, so I really like pen and paper for this kind of stuff. And then I, and then the next thing that I do is, I also decide on my number, and I work with Jessica Salzman. She is my bookkeeper, and, you know, one of the things that's great about working with her is that she can really help you see, like, this is the number that has to happen, and this is the number that would be really amazing, and this is the number that would be super-duper awesome, and so... 
what I have found over the last couple of years is that I have a I have a definite number in mind, but I also have a range, like mm-hmm. minimum this, you know, up to I'll take whatever, right? And and I think that that I think that both the concrete precision and the giving yourself a range um, works really well. Like that's worked really well for me. So I really like that. And then I look at what I am doing. And I have a couple, like I have the Miracle Tree Sessions that opens in October. And that's a, that's a program where I will meet with everyone who does it once a month for 12 months. So I get those guys scheduled pretty quickly. Once people register for that, I I send them an email and I'm like, okay, here are proposed dates. And so I block those off on my calendar. You know, so so once I have my number, then it's really a matter of populating, um, you know, when things are rolling out. With my business, a lot of stuff goes with a lunar cycle. So, like, I know that on the full moon there's going to be a lunar light, mm-hmm. uh, you know, information sent out to the people that do that, and I'm going to I'm gonna put up a new Here Be Dragons ceremony for everyone. Um, I also populate my calendar with feast days because one of the things that I do is I create community altars that are free that people can participate in for different feast days. So, like, I did one for the feast day of St. Francis in mm-hmm. October, and a ton of people wrote in blessing their animals. I'm doing right. one on December 12th for Our Lady of Guadalupe. So, you know, I populate those as well. And and then and then from there, you know, it's really clear, like, if there's a class that I want to teach or if there's a new offering I want to bring forward, exact same deal, right? I look at the astrology. Of course, I've noted when Mercury goes retrograde. I also note when the bigger planets go retrograde, like we're going to have a Jupiter retrograde this year. Uh, You know, in 2017, Jupiter and Pluto are going to square off. So I make a note of, like, those big things just to kind of be aware, like, okay, this is something to be aware of. And sometimes as a teacher, I also think, huh, this is a really good opportunity to bring a certain teaching forward, right? So, So I look at it from both angles. So that's basically... Um, the process. And, you know, I started, like I said, I started in August, and I would say I just really finished it, um, you know, this, like, in November, right? And so now I'm going in, and, I, I, and I'm pretty much done. But, like, yeah, it's a, it's a process. Yeah, and, you know, again, it sounds a lot, it sounds real complicated, but actually, it's very, very simple what we do. It's a lot of really being mindful about where we are, where we want to go, and then engineering things to happen by creating these plans. And, you know, oftentimes when people start their business, they, they start with a business plan. But uh, And they should. You should have a business plan. You should have something written down somewhere. Um, and But I, I believe that 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 plan has to change as your business evolves. So setting up a plan every single year, it's almost like in a way it's like rebooting the original plan. So that way you're yes. remaining updated and current. Um, we never want to get stale. You never want to get so comfortable in your business that it becomes like you're a robot. And so yeah. I yeah, I think yeah. That, that the way we do things is it allows our business to flow and grow and you know, move with us and be organic. You know, you mentioned the file effects, and we've already talked a bit about astrology. So what I want to focus on instead, because um, we were going to talk about it, but we've kind of touched in on that, I want to talk about planners because I'm into yeah. planners. Yeah. And you mentioned the file effects. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, I'd love you to talk about your file effects, and I'm going to show you mine, tell you about mine, and other planners that we like and um, why we think they're so important. So dish baby tell okay. me about your file right. effects oh my gosh this is like i want I the mean, facts you about guys. your file effects <laughs> oh i love my file effects so much okay so i have to start because longtime listeners know that up until this year i've been a fan of the hello kitty engagement calendar and it was really awesome and i loved it and then they changed it and it was no longer hello kitty it was all of san rio so i was like fine i'm 36 and i'm going to get a real planner and so I saw Anne Samoylov um, talking about the Philofax, and I was like, what is this Philofax thing? I've heard about this. I checked it out. I bought one. Um, it's they, There are different – Philofax is a world, and it's been around mm-hmm. since, like, the 30s or the 20s, right? So, I mean, this is a, this is a long-established, beloved brand. Um, 
but it is a world, and there are different sizes. And the, the sort of the classic size, so to speak, is the A5, um, which is A5 is just a it's a paper size, right? Right. A lot of you, if you if you like print something out and you go into the custom sizes, A5 is one of your choices. So so it's you know it's about the size of a of like a hardback book that you would buy at a bookstore, right? It's not huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a beautiful, it has a beautiful leather cover. So what I really like about it is that it's got a great leather cover. It's very sturdy. It's very durable. Um, if you live in a house full of guys like I do, that is important. Um, if you have a little, a little one who will spill things on your stuff, leather is important. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I really like that. And then there's a, there, it's a, within it is a binder. Um, so there's, there's actually six rings. It's like a kind of a small version of a three ring binder, right? And, Mm -hmm. and what's great about Phylotoxes is they're really flexible. Like you can kind of, everybody has customized their Phylofax. So what I have at the beginning of mine actually is I have the list of, um, I have like my monthly task list. These are things that I'm going to do every single month and I have them in order. Um, Mm -hmm. I have, a sheet that is for blog ideas that come to me uh, randomly or come to me, you know, when I'm talking with a student or I'm talking with a client and I'm like, ooh, that would make a really great blog post mm-hmm. that I can write down. Um, if I if I do something spur of the moment like I did and, you know, create a class um, and I have people signing up, I will actually make it. I like to write down the names of everyone who's participating in my stuff because I bless them every single day. So I, I have lists of like who's in spinning gold, who's in the miracle tree sessions, who's in the remembering way, mm-hmm. right? Um, that I, that I honor and I bless. And then, and I also have a, my to-do list for the week. So like, these are the things that need to happen ASAP. So that's like the beginning of my philo facts. Um, I have, a pocket, a plastic pocket that I keep all kind of like cards and letters that I get. And um, Ryan Edward sent me a beautiful print that he of, of original art that he had done um, for his maybe Lenormand deck. And like, I have that in my Philofax. He sent it to me right after I got my Philofax actually, and it matched it perfectly. So that's in there. So, you know, I have little tidbits. I have a letter from my husband in there. And then we get into the calendar, and there are actually dividers. There's there's tab dividers that come with your Philofax. And, again, it's a world. Like, you can go buy. People, like, bedazzle their Philofaxes. You can do all kinds of stuff. But uh, the way that I organize my calendar is quarterly. Because I pay quarterly taxes, right? Yep. So I have, I have, you know, my first divider is 1Q. So that's basically going to be January through March, um, January through April. And then, and then on, so on and so forth, 2Q, 3Q, 4Q. Um, there's like, you know, blank notebook paper that's different colors that I'll make different notes on as well. But the calendar, of course, is where I have everything. And like I said, I got an insert for mine. That's just the full year on one page that folds out. So you can see both sides of it. So I yep. really like that. And then I got my Philofax and I set that up. And then I just got the Desire Map Weekly Planner by Danielle Laporte um, because this awesome lady that I know, her name is Teresa Reed. I think you've heard of her. She actually did the astrology for that planner. So I knew that it would be right on the money. Um <laughs> she she did it. She did it. So I knew it would be good. So and I wanted I wanted just a simplified um weekly planner where I could kind of write down, okay, these are the appointments for the week. So you know what you're doing and it's not in like the world that is Little Red Riding Hood, which is the name of my Philofax. Her name is Little Red. So that is that's my dish on planners. I use stickers, I use highlighters, I use pens, sometimes I use scented markers. Um, it's really, it's it's like, you know, planning is a really creative act for me. So I, it's, yep. it's where I let my little girl child come through. So that is me. What about you, Teresa? Tell me, tell me. Well, for years, I had a Franklin Covey planner, and it really got beat up over the years. I got a grease stain on it and all that. So I finally broke down and got a Filofax also to get my year um, 
up to snuff, and I also decided I wanted to treat myself. Why not give myself a really snazzy planner? And I'm one of those people who's really into blinging my planner out. So, of course, mm-hmm. I've got charms hanging from my – my final effects is purple, by the way, and its name is Purple Rain, R-E-I-G-N. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. And, <laughs> and yes, mm-hmm. final effects, there's a whole world on final effects. I, was, I went down the final effects hole. And I'm telling you, you can get lost with this planner decorating stuff. So I really get into mine. I've got like little electro, a little um, magnets with monkeys that I use to hold the pages open. I do stickers and all of that. But my file effects is laid out very anally. And I'm one of those people I actually kind of like freak out about writing on some of the papers because I like it to look pristine. So I get a little flipped out. I have to remind myself, you bought this to write on. Stop it. That is cute. So I use cute. My, yes, I use my file effects to keep track of all my appointments with my clients or, you know, any interviews I'm doing, all of that stuff. And I also use it for jotting down notes, you know, a lot of the same stuff you do. So it, mm-hmm. it really keeps my life organized and it helps me to keep track of, you know, what's going on with clients or, you know, all of that. And then I also have the Daniel Laporte organizer in fact last year i used this desire map planner and i gotta say it's pretty brilliant and i did not do the astrology last year uh annie orderly did it and she's pretty amazing so anyhow i used it for the whole last year as my marketing calendar and my to-do list and it worked awesome i used to use a different planner by laurel denise for my marketing calendar but um she no longer does them. So last year I said, okay, let me give this Daniel Laporte thing a try. Let's see this. Mm-hmm. And I liked it better because the spaces were more generous for writing on. And it's really set up well for to-do lists, for staying on top of your goals. And you know the whole thing behind Daniel Laporte's desire map is that you're supposed to think about how you want to feel when you're making your decisions. And I think that's really brilliant for business people, not just you know regular life. So I'm very clear on what I want to feel when I make business decisions, how I want to feel in my business. And the beautiful thing about this planner is you can write those core feelings down. And there's a lot of little journaling prompts and stuff like that in there. And all the planets are mapped out and, you know, the important ones, the moons basically. So I used it last year and it just helped my marketing and helped my to-do list work well, I just think it's a great one. So this year I was honored when they asked me to fill out their little, the planetary parts. Uh, so I got all their moons and all that jazz done up. And uh, I have to say she improved on the original because now the way she's got it laid out, I have the weekly planner, but the months and all of it is just laid out so much smarter. And I like the paper that they're using this year better than the paper we they used last year. So I highly recommend the Daniel Laporte planner and the file effects. That's my system. So I have my wall calendar that maps everything out. I have my file effects to keep track of all my client appointments. And then I use this Daniel Laporte uh, desire map planner for my to-do list and all my marketing stuff is all planned out in this. So it's three calendars basically, but it works. It works. Well, Okay, so since you've talked about marketing a little bit and the way that you plan it and the planners that you use for it, tell us what your marketing plan looks like. I think that this is one of the aspects of planning that people's, like, eyes start to cross, you know, and their Mm -hmm. heads start to spin, and they're like, I don't want to – I don't even know what marketing plan means. So, yeah. Yeah. So tell us. Tell us, tell us. What do you do? Well, first of all, I can relate to that because, you know, back in the day when I was first doing my business, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I don't say I went through business slack-jawed for a number of years. I, I was just, like, winging it. Um, and, you know, somehow I I'm, I'm naturally have a knack for business, but I did not know. I did not think about marketing. There was no Internet back then, right? And yes, so right. then I was doing yoga teacher training, but then we have the Internet <laughs> <laughs> and you know, but I, I still wasn't using it for business or anything. And I was talking to this guy who ran a studio, and he says, "So, what's your marketing plan?" And really, literally, I was like, "Uh, uh I don't have one." 
Uh, I just always get the business I think I deserve. And this guy looked at me like I was a freak. And I remember feeling right at that moment like, holy cow, you are running your business like a chump. I mean, that's really mm-hmm. what I felt. I felt embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't being I, – I don't think this guy could take me seriously. And, you know, it really pointed out that if I'm going to be having a serious business and having a good, solid business, then I can't just wing it. I've got to really get super clear. And I had another incident. I, I've got to tell you, these yogis really got got me thinking about business a lot more. <laughs> I was at a yoga conference, too, and, and I was taking – there was a little workshop on yoga and money. And so I peeked in there, and the guy who was leading it was really good-looking, so of course I went in. Of course you went in. Yeah, so his name Yes, he's he was he's very good looking. His name is Brent Kessel, and he is a financial advisor, but he's also a yogi and a Buddhist. And so he was talking about money, and he had us take this little quiz with archetypes. And in the quiz, we had to discover what our archetype was. And he said, well, how many of you were the innocent? And a whole bunch of us raised our hands. And the innocent is an archetype of people who kind of like wing it with their businesses. They just, you know, they wing it with their money. And they're just kind of like, oh, everything's all going to work out. And what you do then is you create no real security for yourself. And so that incident really blew my mind. And he said you have to do the opposite archetype. And the opposite is the empire builder. So Mm -hmm. that's when I started. These two yogic incidents, these two yogic dudes, got me really starting to think about marketing. So I got very serious about it then, and I started plotting out a marketing calendar once I got my website up. And so my marketing calendar is very simple. I mark out my blog post because my blog is part of my marketing. And mm-hmm. I mark out – so I mark out what the blog posts of the month are. I sit down at the beginning of the month. I plan it all out. This is what I'm going to blog about. So I have it all prepped. I also have it prepped what days I'm going to send out my newsletter. Mm-hmm. And that's marked out on my calendar. And then if I'm doing any events, like maybe the podcast with you or maybe I'm going to be on somebody else's podcast, that's part of my marketing plan too. So it all goes into the calendar because once it's in the calendar, it gets done. So with marketing, you know, if you don't have a plan, you're probably going to be doing it like I did business in the beginning, slack-jawed, sloppy. Having it mm-hmm. written down means that now this has to get done. And so there's no excuses. So that means every single Wednesday there's a blog post coming. Every single Saturday there's a hit list blog post coming. Every single Monday there's a soulful proprietor blog post coming because it's on the calendar. Twice a month my newsletter's coming because it's on the calendar. Everything is written down. So that's how mine works. It's very simple. And it's beautiful Desire Map Planner, it's great because I can plan out my month, but then it's got those little daily things so I can write my three most important things that need to get done that day in order to reach all of these goals. So Mm -hmm. my marketing, if I've got a blog post coming on Wednesday, I know I have to plot that out. So the days that follow, I mark down which days I'm going to get it done. So what about you? What about your marketing plan? What does it look like? Do you have one? I totally have one. Um, You know, very... Very similar to you, again, like when I started, I was, I was like marketing hua, you know, like I, I was just there, you know, I was treading water. Um, but yeah, marketing, you know, the way that we put ourselves out there is important. And, you know, this gets brought to my attention by my people. Um, one of the things that I started doing this year, I think I started it like in July or in August was I do, a roundup of mm-hmm. the sacred arts offerings that I have available every month. And the reason that I started, and I send it to my list, and the reason that I that I did that, you know, for a long time, I didn't do any promotion of my stuff yeah. to my email list. I really wanted my list to be clean. I was like, you know, you guys get the lunar letter, you get a new moon blessing, and you, there was no, like I might link to something that I've else that I've written, but like no promotional stuff. And then I had several people who emailed me, and they were like, you know, you're doing these really cool things, and we never hear about it. Like, what is up with that? And so I thought, okay, um, I am so, – so I do a compendium of, you know, this is what's on tap for December so that everybody knows what's available. Um, and because, you know, as you said earlier, Teresa, like, 
I change things up in my business. Um, you know, I don't do the same tarot reading every month, right? Like I have different offerings for tarot, different offerings for astrology. Um, so I change things up. So I let people know what's available. So like that goes on the marketing plan. That's an email that goes out every month. I know, I know the day it goes out. That's on the marketing plan. Um, anything that like the, the offerings that I do that have to be refreshed every month, you know, those go on the marketing plan, any social, like however I'm promoting that, you know, an email blast, social media, that goes on the marketing plan. My launches, you know, I have one big class. It opens once a year for registration. So the launch period for that goes on the marketing plan. Like how are we promoting it? What are we doing to promote it? Um, And then how are we communicating and telling people about it? That goes on the marketing plan. Um, and, and you know, and I, I plot it out by the year, and then I go back month by month, and I fine-tune it. So, you know, I'll, I'll yeah. look at the month of December, and I'll be like, oh, you know, it turns out, it turns out I'm not going to do that offering after all. Um, I have enough stuff going on, so, you know, I can take that off. Or, like I did this year, I'm going to get a wild hair, and I'm just going to create, a, you know, seven-week class. So, okay, now that's on the marketing plan as well. So, you know, same thing, and it's really – a marketing plan, I think, is useful because it helps you see the parts of your – the moving parts of your business. And, again, it also – I think what you said is so right on. Like, if it's on the calendar, it is going to get done. Mm-hmm. And so – you and and sometimes, you know, there are certain things where I will actually put it – in my phone, like, so that the reminder pops up, you know, if I'm getting close to the deadline and whatever I've worked on or need to have done isn't done yet, I'll put it on my phone so it pops up, like, every hour, and then I'll just do it to so that I can turn off the dang reminder, you know, because I don't want to see it anymore. Um, But it's really, really helpful to have that, and it's especially helpful with if you have, like, if you're like me and if you change up certain offerings, Again and again, it's really helpful to see what is the rhythm behind that so that you can be ahead of that eight ball. And then the other thing that's helpful is, like, if you have a program or an event and there is – and the launch for it is pretty significant, then you know way ahead of time this is when that's happening and this is what we're doing to, like, support that. So I, I feel like that's pretty rocking. Yeah, and it's so important, you know, the marketing thing. You know, a lot of us, myself included, I'm an introvert. I'm very introverted. Yeah. I, I'm friendly. I'm friendly as all get out, but I'm introverted. I like being home. I, you know, don't like being out there like, hey. So marketing, you know, when I first started, that was pretty scary stuff. It's like, oh, my God, you know, what are people going to think? And, you know, being out there is very frightening, but if you don't market, you are leaving dollar bills off your table. And there are so many talented people in our industry, talented tarot readers, there's root workers, there's Reiki healers, there's yogis, there's so many that are talented. And they don't want to market, and they don't want to market smart. They don't put a plan out there. And then they wonder why their businesses aren't doing as good as they should as good as they're capable of. It all comes down to having a good marketing plan and just being consistent. Yeah. You've got to be consistent, mm-hmm. too. I want to add that in, too, with marketing. You know, if you want your business to blossom and grow, you can't put up one tweet and then three months later come back or put up a blog and then leave your blog, you know, go stale for months on end. You've got to be consistent. People have to see you. So having this marketing plan keeps you on track. It keeps you accountable so that you keep putting your stuff out there so people learn about you. That's what marketing is all about. It's a way to get people to know you. And when you look at it from that perspective, I think it's less scary. I think that's right. I think that's right. Because our community is full of people who love to learn and many people who like teaching as well. So I think that's totally right on. Like that's a very, and that's a very like Gemini approach. You know, this is, I'm going to help you get to learn something about me and what I do as opposed to I am like, you know, shoving myself in your face, which I think is what a lot of times we think a marketing plan, you know, is really about. And I wanted to say also, I think the consistency point is really super, super crazy important. Um, And also, 
the editorial calendar that you mentioned mm-hmm. for your blog, I forgot to mention that, but having an editorial calendar for your writing, and if you don't have a blog and you don't ever want to have a blog, that's fine. You can have an editorial calendar for a newsletter that you send out, mm-hmm. um, or you can have an editor. You can even have an editorial calendar for like, you know, your social media posts, like your Instagram posts mm-hmm. or your Facebook posts. Um, you know, it doesn't. It's not just for a blog, but anything that you write, or if you're more into visual work, you know, the the kinds of um, photographs that you post. Um, you know, whatever it is, you can have an editorial calendar and they can really help you, um, you know, especially once you've worked with one for a while and you're a little ahead of your schedule, um, then you really have the space and the bandwidth to collect ideas, um, Mm -hmm. you know, to respond um, to, like, you know, issues that come up right away. You know, I, I have an editorial calendar, and that allowed me to do, what I did today, which was after talking to several students yesterday, I was like, gosh, a lot of people are feeling really unproductive. I'm going to write a blog post about this. Um, yeah. And and I had the, the space and the bandwidth to do it in, in large part because of my editorial calendar. So, you know, planning, like Teresa said, this stuff can sound really complicated and it's like, God, there's just so much to do. And, you know, partly that's true and that's why we start in August, right? Because mm-hmm. we're not going to do it all in a month. Um, we would never advise you to do it all in a month. And and if you start in August or September, that is usually when the planners come out. Um, yep. And that's and that gives you a good that gives you a whole quarter to to get your business and your life plans set up. And so that's the first thing. Like give yourself plenty of time. But but planning also, when done correctly, allows yourself to then have time to enjoy your business and to enjoy your life. And that's really why I love it. You know, if it was just one more thing on my to-do list, I wouldn't be into it. But I love it because of the space it allows me. Absolutely. I I concur 100%. You know, we've talked a little bit about astrology. So let's, let's talk about another kind of more fun aspect of planning. Let's talk about magic. Are there any rituals that you do for the year? Because I think a lot of yes. our, I think a lot of our fellow mystical peeps, you know, when we're talking all this planner stuff, they're probably thinking, "Oh my God!" So let's talk about something that also can help you with your business. Bree, what kind of rituals yes. do you do for the year, Eddie? Yes, I totally do. So I have there's three that I want to touch on. Um, so the first is I have. At the end of the year, at the very end of the year, I do what is called a banish and burn ceremony. And this is where I take, often, I I will take, because part of what I do is ritual and ceremony for other people and for myself, I I keep throughout the year all of the bits and pieces of ritual work that are going to be disposed of. And usually around January 30th, I have a big bonfire and I dispose of all of those. I burn them up in the fire, right? So all of that, all all of that like remainder magic and mojo is released and sent out. Mm-hmm. Then I open it up to my community, and so everyone can send in a petition or a prayer, that or a list of what they want to leave in the old year. So we walk into the new year fresh and clean. Whatever we we're, we want to leave behind, we toss it into the fire. And this is something I've done in my family forever. And so a, a few years ago, I opened it up to my community, and it's always been a really big hit. And there's just a – there really is, you know, there's something about throwing what you're ready to release into the fire, letting it burn to ash, having those ashes ritually scattered so that they go off into the four directions – you're just able to enter the new year in that state of readiness. And, you know, one of the traditional symbols of the new year, of course, is the baby. And I really feel like that's what we do. You know, it's that's a, it's really a rebirth out of the flames. So there's a phoenix quality to it that I really love. So that's the first thing. The second thing is something called omen days. And this is something that has been practiced since at least the Middle Ages. It's tied to a lot of the magical and folk magical traditions around Christmas 
um, which there are many and we don't have time to get into. But Omen Days basically starts on December 26th, and it is the 12 days of Christmas. The 12 days of Christmas run from December 26th until January 6th. And the idea with Omen Days was that each day, each of those 12 days, you would get up in the morning and you would hold the question in your mind, you know, what do I need to know? So on December 26th, what do I need to know about January to really navigate January successfully? And, you know, what lessons are going to come to me, what challenges, but also what opportunities? And then you go out about your day. And you keep your eyes open and you keep your ears open and you pay attention to what sign or signs you receive. And you record them, you write them down. Or if you have, you know, a buddy, you can talk with them. Hey, you know, I saw this and it really made me think of, you know, I saw a deer and it really made me think of the fact that, you know, I'm I'm uh, getting really clear on what my boundaries are. And, you know, I'm bringing my herd together around me, and that's what January is going to be all about. So the way that this works, and I have a blog post about this, December 26th is January, December 27th is February, and so on and so forth, all the way to January 6th, which will mark December Mm -hmm. of, in our case, 2017. So I really love that because it's organic. Teresa, I know that you're with me. You love omens and signs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, the random information. I'm into that, totally. You're in, right. And it can be something you see. It can be something that you hear. It can be a song or an artist that keeps popping up, right? So, you, so I mean, part of this is also just awareness and paying attention. And so I really love that as a way to get a sense of, okay, what is, what is the year going to bring, right? And so this year, I'm inviting everyone to, as they share, because the community's been doing this for a while too, as they share hashtag Omen Days, and that way you can share what you're finding and you can see what other people are doing too. So there's that. And then the other piece of magic that I really love is something that I do with the people that do the monthly Lunar Lights service that I offer. Um, so this is something where I set candles, I set devotional candles for people on the full moon, and and it's a year-long service. And so I also do a candle for myself, and I do, I do a candle for my family. I do a candle for, like, personal stuff in the family, and then I do a candle for my business. And I think, and anyone can do this, right, I think that picking a day a month where you, you do kind of like a little mini review of your business, and look at what's going well and take a few moments to offer gratitude for that in whatever way you want to. Yep. And then also look at what is a challenge or what's a sticky point um, and honoring that in some way. My favorite way is with a candle, um, and I do it on the full moon because that's when I'm doing it for, for my crew anyway. Um, I think that that, and, you know, there's many different ways that you can honor it, but a, a candle is a is a very traditional way. You can dress them with herbs and oils. You can bless them. You know, you can write out your petition, and I think the act of writing is always really clarifying for people. You know, you start writing, and you think, oh, this is my challenge, and then you get halfway through, and you're like, that's actually not my challenge. It's this other thing. So I, I think that that's a really useful monthly thing to do and again consistency like it builds up and it makes a difference i totally agree and i love the way your magical stuff weaves into everything that you're doing you know there's a real practicality to yours oh yes definitely yeah i'm not i mean there's you can go in so many directions with magic but my traditions are both very folk magic based and it's like, you know, what can we do in the kitchen and what can we do on a monthly basis? And, you know, we do not have time to like go get a bunch of fancy stuff. Like we're, we're going to rock it with what we've got. And, and I think that that's what really, you know, to me, that's like the sweetest, that's the yeah. sweetest thing about magic is that it is something that, that is always available. But what about you, Teresa? What do you, what kind of, magic or rituals i know you mentioned yoga nidra what what other things do you do or do you do anything well you know i grew up catholic so i'm all about the ritual 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a couple things that I do. Um, let's try. I'll talk about what I do for to set myself up for the year. So on New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve is my favorite favorite day of the year. It's my favorite holiday. Mm. I love everything about New Year's Eve because it's the it's the ringing out of the old and it's the prepping for the new. So yeah. what I do is I pick a theme song for the year, for the upcoming year. And one of my rituals, and it sounds so dumb, but it works like a charm, I swear. So exactly at midnight, I give my husband a quick kiss, and then I listen to my theme song for the year. Yes. And my theme song is yes. always geared towards, you know, something successful or something that I want in my life. And so it just seems to work. In fact, it works really well. One year I picked one song. <laughs> I didn't listen to the lyrics well enough. And I had a line in there about um, somebody stealing my swag. And it, I swear oh, to God, no. yes, it was only a couple weeks later that I had this other tarot reader take my web copy. And I'm like, oh, my God, let me be a lot more careful about what words I choose. So I'm very, very careful and very superstitious. I've been doing it, though, for years. And i got to say, it sets the tone. And then throughout the year, anytime the song comes on unexpectedly, it's like I'm being jolted. It's like, you know, again, it's like an omen, like, oh, it's working, it's working. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's one thing I do. The other thing that I do is every new moon, I sit down and I write down 10 wishes, 10 things that I want. And I, I write down things for, you know, personal stuff, but also for business. And that's a practice I picked up from Jan Spiller, who wrote a book on it. It's New Moon Astrology, I think is the name of the book. And so I've been mm-hmm. doing that also for a number of years. And i got to say, it's a, it's a fantastic way to set my tone for the month to put my attention towards the things I want. And also the new moon is just really, really good for, you know, putting energy towards the things that you want to bring in your life. So that's That's the other thing I do. The seeds of intention. Yeah. And then also at the beginning of every month, I have a calendar on my wall. I swear to God, I'm a calendar fanatic, but it's the Llewellyn Astrology calendar, which I love, and I have it right by mm-hmm. my desk so I can look at it. And before the month begins, I pick a couple days of the month, and I just write something random, like today will be a big success, or today is going to be you know, a day where good news comes, or I receive an opportunity. I just pick a couple random days, and I write it, write these things on there. And then, of course, I'm looking at the calendar, and you know what's really funny? is those things will manifest mm-hmm. because they're right there. They're written on the calendar. So it's like I'm presetting the universe to say, this is going to happen that day. And then I the last that. thing I do is I have a regular gratitude practice. I like to sit down at the end of my day or at the beginning of the day sometimes and just write down the things I'm grateful for. You know, And it might oh, be, no. you know, I'm grateful for my client for the day or I'm grateful for a full list or a day off or whatever, I just write down what I'm grateful for. I also have been doing this on Twitter. Every morning I've been posting three things that that I'm grateful for, and I use the hashtag blessed. And it might be just really random things like good pens, fresh air, the cat on my lap, Mm -hmm. you know, Game of Thrones is coming, whatever it might be. So I do that too because I really feel that I do have a lot to be grateful for. And also what we focus on is and what we draw our attention to is what we tend then to bring into our world. So yeah. I love doing all those things. So those are my simple little rituals. You know, they're not real fancy, but um, my life is pretty magical, and it's been working out pretty good. So I think my planning and these little rituals just help my life continue, and business continue to move in the right directions. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I so agree. I love, I love all of them. So really quickly, because we are headed towards the end of the show, I want to talk with you just briefly about how do you create goals and set yourself up for success? We've talked, we've touched on this, but specifically with creating goals, because I think that that is another, like, tripwire for people. Um, There are so many different attitudes about goal setting. So, like, what's yours and how do you do it? Well, for me, again, it comes back to the yoga nidra coming up with the creative ideas first. And then I go through those ideas and I decide what are the big ones that I want to work on. And then I might pick a date, like let's say I'm going to launch a new program. I'll pick a date. And then what I do is I reverse engineer it. And I go back, you know, day by day, week by week to how long it's going to take for me to get it done. And then it all gets written in the calendar. 
Um, it gets written in my little Daniel Laporte calendar. That's how it gets done, really. My goals are written down. Mm-hmm. And what I do mm-hmm. also is I have three big goals for the day that are written down every day. So the goals like for tomorrow is to get my newsletter out. And um, I have some work on my web page that needs to be done. And I also have to take care of something with a client. So those are my three big things for tomorrow. But they're all written down. And that's really the, the, the way I set myself up. It's good planning, reverse engineering, and then it gets written on the calendar because when it gets written on the calendar, it gets done. What about you? Mm-hmm. You know, very, very I, mean, I mean, again, very similar. Um, you know, I definitely, I have, I don't think of it as a to-do list. It's more like this is my compass list for the week. Like these are the these are the things that are written down that need to happen. Um, I don't do it every day. I do it for the week. You know, I have a financial goal for the year. We touched on that, um, yep. both a specific one and a range. And I also have um, a goal for you know, time that I want to spend with my family, things that we want to go to, places that we want to go to. Um, I think that that is really important because if your business is like the core of your family, um, you know, your family is like wherewithal, then those things like speak to each other. And then I have have specific goals um, around the various things that I'm doing, uh, you know, and sometimes, you know, sometimes it's like a participation goal, but usually it's not that. Usually it is, you know, I want, I want to know that this really touches somebody's life. Um, I want, you know, I want to know that this was really useful. Um, and so, you know, I have, I have a mix of like really like practical, like number goals, but then I also have a mix of, of things that are more internal that in a way are like quality of life mm-hmm. goals is what I think of them as. And I also really love the gratitude practice. And one of the things that I do um, towards the end of the year, and I've actually been doing it, is I look at the intentions that I've, that I've been putting out throughout the year, and I look at how many of them have manifested and I'm always stunned that almost everything manifests and it doesn't always show up in the way that I expected that it would right um so it's like it doesn't necessarily show up just as I thought it would but it shows up and it and it's absolutely there and you can't argue with it and I'm and I always you know really take some time to note how appreciative and how grateful I am. And I really like the fact that it calls to mind the hanged man card. And it reminds me, you know, sometimes things will appear and you kind of got to shift your perspective a little bit to see how they're fitting, but they do fit. Right on. Yeah. Well, I think this has been such an amazing episode, Um, just fabulous. And I just love everything that you've shared. You know, I think my biggest takeaway from this whole thing is, you know, that we have to also not just plan, but plan in a way that makes sense for us. And yeah. by incorporating a little creativity and a little magic on our own ways, we can get things done and we can get it done in a happy way. And I also like how you talked about your personal stuff, how you really make sure that you plan that in. That's a big takeaway for me. I focus a lot on business, so, you know, oftentimes I'm not focusing on things like, Oh gee, you gotta take a day off and blah blah blah. You know, so I, I really love that you shared that. I love I love what you shared about your marketing plan. I really love your your omen, your song omen. I've gotten entrepreneur talks with you before, so I know that you do work with songs in an omen way or an oracular way and I have seen the way that songs will follow you around so I know Mm -hmm. I like that is a real it's a real deal and I love that so much and I also really like the gratitude practice that you shared and the fact that you're bringing it to social media I think is really great because I think right now we all would appreciate more awesome social media um information in our feeds right so I really I loved all of those, those three things I thought they were brilliant Thank you. Yeah. So towards the end of each episode, as you guys know, we like to share a few fun tidbits like books we've been reading lately or blogs we've been obsessed with, favorite songs, TV shows, food, 
stuff like that. Just, you know, fun stuff that we think you, our listeners, would enjoy too. Sometimes we share business-related recommendations, sometimes not. But, you know, you can't always talk about business 24-7. So, Teresa, what is something you've discovered recently or something you've been loving on lately? Well, I I think I might have mentioned this before, but I've got to give it another shout-out. I'm really into this site called Intuitive Alchemy, and they're kind of like Birchbox for mystical people. And I got a hold of the Prosperity Kit, and I have to say, this sucker really worked. So um, I'm into it, and in fact, I just sent that off as a gift for someone for their birthday because I'm like so into it. I'm like, you know what, This more people need to know about it. And these boxes are curated uh, personally by the owner, Rhonda Regal, and there's a personalized mini card reading inside. It's just really thoughtful. I think it's a great gift for Christmas or birthdays or, you know, whatever. So you can get, like, these boxes coming every month, or you can find one of the gift boxes that you like and send off one of those to yourself or to someone you love. And you can find it at intuitivealchemy.cratejoy.com. Um, that is the site, and I just think it's so fabulous. What about you? What's yeah, something that you're I'm into these that. days? Oh my goodness, there are so there there are so many things that I'm into these days. But I have to say, okay, I have a fun one. We went to go. I really like the Trolls movie. We went to go see it <laughs> five minutes in, right? Because I have a five year old. Um, but this is a this is a movie is good for everybody. The soundtrack, Justin Timberlake, did the soundtrack, and it is so so good and five minutes into it my husband was looking at me like what have you and our child dragged me into and 10 minutes into it he was totally jamming because it's super awesome so I really enjoyed that it was fun it was just fun and it's bright and it's hilarious I highly recommend it awesome it's something for the family for the young and the old Totally, and there are two glitter trolls that just, like, have glitter all around them all the time, which I think, you know, we just need more of that. Hello? You just into the glitter, that's all. That's the real truth here. <laughs> you know it. You know it. You're my bedazzle buddy. Of course. Of course. So last but not least, a few announcements. Teresa, is there anything you want our listeners to know about that's happening in your business world, any upcoming classes, new projects, things like that? Sure. On Monday, December 5th, I'm doing a little free webinar with Ethany Tarot or Ethany Dawn. Uh, she's at ethanytarot.com, and she's a fellow tarot reader and, you know, just a total consummate pro, awesome gal. And so we're doing a really fun little free webinar talking about what it's like behind the scenes of the tarot business you know, because there are people out there who are like to, they like to blow smoke and make it sound like it's some glamorous, easy thing where you're laying around on a beach and working very few hours. Well, Anthony and I can tell you it's not like that. So we are going to be doing this free webinar. You can find out about it by uh, going to my Facebook page, uh, The Terror Lady, and there is a page for it. So uh, definitely go go ahead, grab it show up we're going to give everybody the inside scoop of what it's all about what about you Bree? what you got coming up lady what do i have well there are so many things but the one that i would like to talk about is we are doing i'm doing the feast day for our lady of guadalupe which mm-hmm. i know many of you love and that is a free service it's happening on december 12th so you can Go to my site, briannasassi.com. You can hit the free resources tab, and you will see feast days for the radically reverent right there. And if you click on it, you'll go to the upcoming feast day, and you can send in your petition, your blessing for yourself, for other people, for the world. Um, It's always really awesome to see all of the blessings that come in from all over the world and so many different people. I love it so much. So definitely feel free to participate in that. We'd love to have you. Right on. And before we sign off, people, just a happy little reminder. If you love Talking Shop, 
Don't forget that you can listen to all of the previous shows for free by visiting the Talking Shop archives. Just go to theterralady.com and the tab called Free Resources. And you want to hop on down to Talking Shop. It's listed under the podcast section. And you'll find the archives and all the stuff there. Uh, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you search iTunes, you'll find us at Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree. And if you go and listen to us on iTunes, be sure to give us a review. Hopefully you'll leave us five stars. We would love that. We'd love to know that you are listening and that you enjoy the show. So if you could do that, that would be awesome. So, um, Bree, where could they find that on your site? Pretty much the same thing, you guys. Go to briannasoffee.com, hit the free resources tab, and you will see Talking Shop. the Talking Shop archives will pop up. And so you can just grab that and it'll take you to our archive page. And then I also have the page with the upcoming class as well, or the upcoming show. So you have both pieces of information right there. All right. So that's a wrap for this episode. But, Bree, what is our – let's talk about what is our next episode, because we're we're off for December. Yes, we are. We're off for December, as is our talking shop tradition. But we would love you all to join us again in January for another round of Talking Shop. We will be starting off 2017 right with Step Into Your Starring Role Creator and Imposter Complex Expert, Coach Tanya Geisler. I'm so excited that we are going to have her on the show. It's going to be really awesome. Tanya has been a big help in my career, so uh, I think this is going to be one that we can all relate to, all of us people who are afraid to be out there shining. Tanya's going to help you out, and it's going to be such a good way to start out 2017. So until then, people, you can find me, Teresa, at thetarolady.com. And, Bree, what about you? You guys can find me at com. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Yes, and keep taking action to build the mystical business of your dreams. I want you guys to stay on your grind, make it a great month, and make 2017 a great year. We know you will. Bye-bye. Yay! Bye, everyone.